Our scripture reading today comes from the Gospel of Matthew, the sixth chapter, verses 25 through 34. Hear now the word of the Lord. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, about what you will eat or what you will drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not more of more value than they? And can any of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your span of life? And why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not clothed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is alive today and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? Therefore do not worry, saying, what will we eat, or what will we drink, or what will we wear? For it is the Gentiles who strive for all these things. And indeed, your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But strive first for the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. So do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring worries of its own. Today's trouble is enough for today. Why do you worry? asks Jesus. Why worry? Now, if you are a worrier, you know that this is not a rhetorical question. If you are a worrier, you are ready with a long list of reasons to worry. You worry about the effects of sun damage, but you also worry about the chemicals in the sunblock. You worry about climate change, and you worry about money, and you worry about how much time your kids are spending on their screens, and you worry about what your neighbors think of your lawn. You worry about what you are reading in the newspaper. You worry about the worst things happening, but if you are completely honest with yourself, you might also worry about the best things happening, because you know that even joy has its consequences. If you are a worrier, why worry isn't merely a question. It's a commentary on your entire way of life. I want to share two poems and a quote this morning. The first by Michael Lunig. He writes, there are only two feelings, love and fear. There are only two languages, love and fear. There are only two activities, love and fear. There are only two motives, two procedures, two frameworks, two results, love and fear, love and fear. The second poem is called Fearing, Fearing Paris 
by Marsha Truman Cooper, Fearing Paris. Suppose that what you fear could be trapped and held in Paris. Then you would have the courage to go everywhere in the world. All the directions of the compass open to you, except the degrees east or west of true north that lead to Paris. Still, you wouldn't dare put your toes smack dab on the city limit line. You're not really willing to stand on a mountainside miles away and watch the Paris lights come up at night. Just to be on the safe side, you decide to stay completely out of France. But then danger seems too close even to those boundaries, and you feel the timid part of you covering the whole globe again. You need the kind of friend who learns your secret and says, see Paris first. See Paris first. Now, I've shared my favorite quote from this pulpit before. Frederick Beekner is the author of it. He writes, here is the world. Beautiful and terrible things will happen. Do not be afraid. There is a quote within the quote, of course. Beekner echoes the words whispered to terrified souls throughout Holy Scripture. Do not be afraid, God says to Abraham, to Hagar, to Joseph, to Moses. Do not be afraid, Moses says to the Hebrew people. Do not be afraid, the angel says to Zechariah, to Mary. To Joseph. Do not be afraid, Jesus says to his disciples, more times than you can count on both hands. Why are you worrying? I love that Beekner quote, but I also despise it. I love the promise that beautiful things will happen. I hate the reminder that terrible things will happen. If it were up to me, it would go like this. Here is the world. Nothing bad will ever happen to you. Do not be afraid. That makes more sense, right? That the reason we don't have to worry is because there's absolutely nothing to worry about. But that is pretty much the exact opposite of what Beekner means and what the Bible reveals. I'm reminded of one of Paul's famous questions. Who will separate us from the love of Christ? He asks. Will hardship or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? The answer is no, of course. None of these things will ever separate us from the love of Christ. But neither will the love of Christ separate us from these things. There is no promise that we will be spared hardship, distress, persecution. The list goes on. 
wish we had that promise. But the promise we do have is this. Do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be afraid, for I am your God. That poet wrote, we need the kind of friend who says, see Paris first. And I think Jesus is trying to be that kind of friend. The reason we are charged not to be afraid, not to worry over and over again in scripture is not because we won't suffer. We will. Some more and some less. And anyone who tells you otherwise is lying and probably trying to sell you something. The reason we are charged not to worry, not to fear, is because we live in the presence of God. We are a wash in the love of God. Nothing can remove us from God's presence. Nothing can rob us of God's love. So, if you do screw up the courage to see Paris, first or last, or anywhere in between, you have to trust that you will not see Paris alone. The God who ensures that the sparrows are well fed will be on the Eiffel Tower with you. The God who clothes the lilies of the field will stand with you on any mountainside in every valley. In the face of worries that are real and in the face of worries that are conjured into reality by our anxious imagination. Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? It's not a rhetorical question. The answer is no. We can't. It's useless. And yet, friends, do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be afraid, for I am your God. May we have the wisdom to entrust ourselves to this good and gracious God wherever we go. Amen.